going, everybody? This is Ryan here with Across the Bifrost. And today is the day before Love and Thunder hits theaters here in the States. I am really excited for this movie. If you haven't been able to tell through the, I don't know, almost 100 episodes that we've done this last year, Love and Thunder is one of those milestones for not only for the podcast, for for myself as a Thor fan, and uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm super excited for this movie, and I wanted to do a short little bonus episode for you all today because I think there's three things that I I want to remind you of before you go see Love and Thunder. Three things that I think will enhance your enjoyment of the film. Three things that I personally have to remember each and every time I go to a Marvel movie, and I wanted to share those with you. Maybe these will help you enjoy the film, the experience, and the, like the rewatching of it eventually when it like comes out on Disney Plus. I just think these are three things that everyone can appreciate, everyone can enjoy. And before I do that, I'm going to take a, a one last sip of coffee because uh, it's early here in the Midwest, uh, the Mid Guardian Midwest, and uh, it's a rainy morning. And I just feel like I need another sip of coffee. Ah, delicious. So, three things you need to remember before you go see Thor Love and Thunder this weekend, wherever you're going to see it, wherever you've bought your ticket for, whatever you're going to do before. Maybe you're going to make it a whole evening. You're going to go out to dinner and then you're going to go see Thor Love and Thunder. Or maybe you're going to go like party and like go hit up a restaurant for dessert. I'm very, I'm very... I'm very concerned about what you're eating this weekend, apparently. But whatever you're going to do, whoever you're going with, I hope you have a you know just a fantastic plan for going to see this movie. The first thing you need to remember before you go see Thor: Love and Thunder is the creators. Now, I mean this in two different ways. I mean the creators, as in like who created these characters. So, like. Way back when, in the 60s, Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, Jack Kirby, they created a lot of these fundamental characters, like Thor, like Jane, Odin, the, the Hammer. He, they created all these different parts of the world. Like They created the foundation of what we have for Thor in Marvel Comics. Many, many of you that have read or engaged with Marvel Comics might even, might even know that. That's awesome. So remember, remember them, like these comics were created a, a long time ago by people who have, have sadly passed on, but their legacy lives on in things like this movie. Also, more recently, you have creations that have, have been given to us by creators like Jason Aaron, who's been a guest on this show. He created Gore the God Butcher, who's going to be one of, one of, if not the main villain from, uh, for this movie. And he also reinvented Jane Foster, who we're going to see take on a big role in this movie, in Love and Thunder, as the mighty Thor. So, the creators who have, have given us these stories throughout the years in Marvel Comics, they, they are really the foundation of what this movie is going to try and accomplish, which is to engage the public, to engage fans with the stories that they want to tell. And they've done that with comic books, and now those comic book creations are, are switching on over to the silver screen, to the, the big movie screen that you're going to go see the movie on this weekend. So remember those creators, but also 
remember the creators who are going to be on the screen or maybe behind the screen that have brought Love and Thunder to us this weekend. There's been a long, long, arduous process of, of craftsmanship, of devotion to the characters, to adapting these stories to the screen. And here, some names that just jump out to mind are Chris Hemsworth. I mean, I mean, think about it. Chris Hemsworth has been playing Thor in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for over 10 years now. He is synonymous with the character of Thor. If you did not know about the character before the, the early 2010s, then your introduction to the character was probably Chris Hemsworth playing him in a movie, which is awesome. I think Chris does a fantastic job at, at really personifying Thor Adding some adding some needed fun to the character because sometimes Thor is not the most fun character. Like I'll be the first one to admit that, but I think Chris Hemsworth does that, and he just does such a great job. I, also, another creator, Taika Waititi. So Taika came into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Thor Ragnarok, and if you look at the Thor movies before Ragnarok, there's a clear creative distinction that you're you're kind of forced to wrestle with because the first Thor movies they feel a lot like reading a Matt Fraction comic they feel like a J Michael Straczynski comic they have that vibe and that feel that Thor comics had at that time they had this very uh, almost dour but very like serious uh as guardian mythology kind of they had this vibe to them I think if you look at those first two movies, they reflect the vibe of the comics that were being created at the time and of the filmmakers that were making those movies. But then Taika comes in, and if you've ever watched watched or engaged with any of his other creative ventures, like you knew that Thor Ragnarok was not going to be like the original film and Dark World. It was going to be completely different. And Taika did that. He took... Asgard, he took Thor, he took Loki, he took the world that we knew and kind of flipped it on its head and he added a a much needed like punch of fun and unpredictability and you left Ragnarok and I think a lot of casual fans were like, oh my gosh, Thor Ragnarok's one of my favorite movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I, I, I have no doubt fans of some of the first few movies or maybe even the comics were like, well, this this is like a this is like a comedy now. This is, I mean, yes, that's kind of the general vibe that the Marvel Cinematic Universe wants to go for because they want to engage regular fans. And we'll talk more about that in the second thing you need to remember before you go see Love and Thunder. I also want to shout out <clears throat> Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman is coming back as Jane Foster in an entirely different way. She's no longer the the girlfriend that helps defeat the villain she is taking the center stage and i think natalie portman has been one of those actors throughout my life that is always shown up in significant ways i'm a big star wars fan and so like i remember natalie portman from the sequel the prequel trilogy which is like i mean love me or hate me for this like the prequel trilogy is my trilogy like i grew up with that and Natalie Portman's a huge part of that. She's done other great movies that I, I have absolutely loved, like V for Vendetta. She did a movie a few years ago with her co-star, Tessa Thompson, from Love and Thunder, called Annihilation. I, like, 
Natalie Portman is an actress that I appreciate, and she's a creator that I think is worthy of consideration going into this film. There's so many other great actors and creators and producers and you know behind the scenes people. I mean, even down to like the people that have handled the marketing for this movie, really creating a, a, a like an 80s rock ballad vibe like for this movie. I love the, the feel and the tone of this movie. And that was created by people who care a lot about what they're doing, who their, their, their job is to create this vibe and this tone for a movie that we, the public, get to enjoy. So I really want to shout out the creators from the comics all the way to the, the actors and, and, and the behind-the-scenes people. Like, thank you to all the creators. And as you go to Love and Thunder, remember, this is a work of art. It's a work of fiction that people have worked tirelessly to bring you. So before before you give your, your judgment, your review, your critique, your praise, just remember like real people spent real hours to try and give you a real experience that they wanted you to enjoy. So that's the first thing. Remember the creators. The second thing that I want to remind you uh, is that to engage with what the movie is, not with what it isn't. I'll let you sit with that for a second when I grab this uh, next sip of coffee. So, remember to engage with what the movie is, not with what the movie isn't. And here's what I mean by that. So, I am a comic book fan. <laughs> if that, again, if that hasn't been apparent to you, I'm a comic book fan. And oftentimes, when I go to a movie, I can fall into that trap that, that a lot of comic book fans do. Where you say like, well, that's not how it was done in the comics. That, that's not how it was done when they did this story, you know, forever ago or recently in Marvel Comics. And I think sometimes that's a real, that's a real uh, bad trap that comic book fans fall into. So if you're a comic book fan, first of all, let's, let's, let's you and me talk right now. If you're a comic book fan and you enjoy comics, you love comics, like Thor comics mean so much to you, awesome. We would get along great because Thor comics mean a lot to me too. I, just a reminder though, this movie is not a comic. Comics are comics, movies are movies, and I think they're created for two different audiences. Obviously, anyone can engage with a comic, I, I, I hope, and anyone can engage with a movie, but these are being done on two different kind of mindsets. Comics are largely directed at comic book fans that are directed at comic book uh, enthusiasts or people that they want to like get into comics. Thor Love and Thunder as a movie is a big public summer blockbuster spectacular. And a lot of people that are going to go see Love and Thunder will never pick up a comic. They will not pick up the source material. Uh, So what's important to remember as a comic book fan is this movie really isn't made for me. It's made for people who are in the public. They, they have not read 20 you know, years of comics to prepare them for this movie. It's made for them. It's, it's really made for them. And I think that's an awesome thing, especially when you look at the subject matter <laughs> that is going to be covered in Thor Love and Thunder. So remember, comic books are comic books. Movies are movies. And, and 
the movie is being adapted from a comic book. So they're going to take creative liberties with this movie. And I, I know, like, when we think logically and we kind of calm down and we, we lower our expectations, this is an easy thing to be like, well, I know it's a movie, Ryan. I know. Like, yes, but remember, when they do what you're expecting with gore or they don't do what you're expecting with jane or valkyrie or or you know all the different speculation the cameos we're going to be getting in this movie just remember this movie is made for the public for the wider public that hasn't read as many comics as you have and this movie is adapted from a comic book so it's not going to be shot for shot what the comic book was which means that it has an opportunity to build upon what the comic has done. It has an opportunity to build upon what creators like Jason Aaron and Isad Ribic and Russell Dodderman and, and all the recent ones that are going to be really drawn upon in this movie. It has the ability to build upon what they're going to do in this movie. So remember, engage with what the movie is, not with what it isn't. And if you're a fan who like you're coming to this and you're like I just want to know some Thor stuff before I go to the to the movie awesome I am so glad that you are here and that you are listening to the show and there's any way we can improve the show just let me know uh but like if you're a fan that's like I don't have this wealth of comic book knowledge I don't know the whole backstory of gore I haven't read the whole run of Jane Foster I've actually never picked up a Thor comic here's what I want you to know that the third tip on this episode is for you. I mean, it's really, it's really for all of us, but the third is for you. Don't worry about having the back knowledge. I trust Taika Waititi. I think he will, he'll set you up for an enjoyable experience, regardless of whether you've read 50 years of Marvel comics or not. So remember, engage with the, what the movie is, not with what it isn't. Engage your expectations. Go in with an open mind. Engage with what the movie is trying to do, not with what you think it should have done. That brings us to tip number three, the third thing that you need to remember before seeing Love and Thunder. And this one's really simple, but but I think sometimes we can overcomplicate this. As comic book fans, as Marvel Cinematic Universe enthusiasts, we can complicate this one, but I want you to remember it nonetheless. The third thing to remember is have fun. Seriously, have so much fun with this movie. This has been a long journey. Like I can remember when the the title graphic was released at Comic-Con or something like that. And it was Thor, Love and Thunder. And I thought that was like the cheesiest thing. I thought it was the goofiest thing. I didn't have a podcast for, for Thor at that point to talk about it. But I was like, love and thunder? What is what is this? I mean, it feels like the most Taika Waititi like, superhero movie <laughs> ever. And it feels like it's right up Chris Hemsworth's vibe. But like, yeah, Thor, love and thunder. I was like, okay. And then the images start to come out. And you get these behind-the-scenes uh, pictures of Taika and Chris Hemsworth. And you wait long, long, long hours and days and months for that trailer to hit. And then the trailer hits. And you hear Guns N' Roses, and you're like, sweet child of mine, like, this is fantastic, and you're just having so much fun with, you know, Thor doing his workout montage, and all these different things. This movie is going to be fun. Let it be fun for you. 
Enjoy every single thing, even the parts you don't understand, even the parts that you're you're sitting there in the theater and you're like, hmm, well, I don't know. I, I'm I, I would have done something different there. It's like, but but you didn't. But you didn't. You're you're not the director, you're not the producer, you're not the actor, you are the audience, and you're the like your one job, your one job as an audience member is to have fun, to have an enjoyable time, to engage with the story, to get together with your friends and talk about it afterwards to, to go with a group of people and then be like, Oh my gosh, can you believe they did this at the end? Or you're waiting for that post-credit scene and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe so-and-so showed up or I can't believe they're going to do this story next. Your, your job is to have fun. Enjoy yourself. You don't have to be a, a rotten tomatoes reviewer. You don't have to be uh, an Ebert and Roper style, you know, critic of the film. Your job as a as a ticket purchaser, as a popcorn buyer, as a soda drinker, <laughs> is have fun. Have fun, please. If you're a friend of the Bifrost, if uh, if we ha- have if we've tried to do anything in this journey that we've covered the works of Thor, it would be have fun. Have a good time. Enjoy it. Enjoy the love. Enjoy the thunder. And and I, I know that we are going to be gifted a, a great experience. We're going to be great, gifted a great, good, a good time, a summer blockbuster, a great, a great villain, great heroes, great actors, great storylines. And I, I just, yes, have a good time. Just remember, Three things before you go see Love and Thunder. Remember the creators. Remember the people who are bringing this story to you. From the comic book writers and artists to the actors, the producers, the director, all of that. Remember the creators. Remember the people who put in the hard work to bring this to you. Second, remember to engage with what it is, not with what it isn't. Go in with open expectations. Be ready to engage with the story that's in front of you, not the story that's you know, in the back of your mind that you feel like they should have done. And that's a lot for us comic book fans. Us comic book fans can be really, really hard on stuff. So remember to engage with what it is, not with what it isn't. Comics are comics, movies are movies. Movies are inspired by comics and adapted to the screen for the wider public. And then the third one, the most important one, is have fun. Get together with some friends, talk about the movie, go go with them to the movie, and, and you can gasp and cry and shout and scream and laugh together. Have fun. Have so much fun. Everybody, I'm Ryan. I love Thor Comics. Thank you, listeners, for uh, spending a few minutes with me to get you ready for Thor Love and Thunder. I hope you have a great time engaging with this film. And we will see you in just a matter of days for our review of the film. You're all awesome. Remember, no matter where you are in the nine realms, no matter what you're doing, no matter when you've seen Love and Thunder,